0: So today I'm recording this podcast from Bounds Green. I've got Stephanie, also in stage, named Fifi Lemaire with me today. Hello Stephanie. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me to your home in fact and we've already had a beautiful piece of cake and ginger
1: and lemon tea. It's just a bit of ginger and a bit of lemon in yeah, hot water. Delicious,
0: it is too. And the cake reminded me of the cake my mum used to make us, which she called everyday cakes, she used to have it. Perhaps not every day, but fairly regularly, and it's just a beautiful light sponge cake, isn't it? With a a bit of.
1: Yes, a bit of Kromani and a bit of orange as well.
0: And I've given up alcohol at the moment. (laughs) Hopefully, the baking took out the alcohol. I feel fine, I (laughs) mean. This is the Travelling Through Podcast. I'm your host, Emma, and today's guest is Stephanie Mayer, stage-named Fifi Le Maire. She is an accordion player. She is also part of the band Oh La La, and we will be playing excerpts of their music throughout the podcast, in which she plays accordion and sings. Do check out the show notes, as there'll be links to the CDs which you can purchase. This is Stephanie's unique story about London, the world, and life. So when I arrived at the station, I was in the borough of Haringey, which is actually where I used to live when I came to London, in the early 90s, in fact. But you are at the other end of Bound Street, so you are near the Enfield end. Here it's
1: Enfield, uh, Haringey is just a few doors down.
0: And one of these border, <laughs> on the border. On the border. <laughs> um, and so in terms of the, the kind of community that's around here, you were saying earlier that it's Greek Cypriot and Turkish Cypriot.
1: Yes, but there's also people from everywhere. And, um, Including France. Including France, and people usually get on really well. Uh, just the last weekend, there was a window show where people from this area just decorated their window with lights. Somebody had a huge shark, two meter shark in papier mache that was okay. hanging in their windows. <laughs> Others had things stuck on their windows, other projected stuff on the windows. Yes. About 90 houses organized that, and there was a tour organized oh, wow. by the lady across. Street, who's Catherine, mm-hmm. who organized all that um, window show, which was fantastic. And it started at nightfall, yes, because it was all lit up, and yes. it was really good.
0: That's fantastic. So it really brings community together as well. It does, so, yes, so yes. I love the way that different communities have these different projects on the go that try to get people out of their homes so you all meet one another as well. Yes, very easy, particularly in this horrible weather like we're having today. Yes. <laughs> you just stay inside and you never see anybody. So as well as being French, you also have um, Scottish blood in New York.
1: Yes, half of it is half Scottish. Of it, half
0: of it is Scottish. Have you been to Scotland then?
1: Yes, I used to go as a child, I used to go every summer, mm-hmm. and sometimes I went at Christmas and Easter as well, or twice, depending. Mm-hmm. Uh, Were you yes. born
0: in Scotland? No, though? I was
1: born in London. Born in
0: London. So, actually, a Londoner, I suppose. I am
1: a Londoner. I just got a bit of a speech French. impediment. <laughs> French twist. <French. laughs> Yes, so it, my my family comes from Aberdeenshire in Scotland, a place called Portsoy. Uh,
0: Portsoy. And that's further north than Aberdeen itself, is it? It's further... west,
1: northwest of Aberdeen. North-west. It's not okay. far from Banff, Cullen. Okay.
0: An area I haven't actually visited, so another place to add to the growing list of places to visit. What's so great about seeing you today, Stephanie, is that you have a very short window of, of opportunity to, to catch you, because next week you're playing at Zadel's.
1: Uh, yes, in the restaurant. We yeah. play there very regularly and we enjoy every monument yes, of it. In, in,
0: in Piccadilly, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes. And that, that's actually, I find that place really amazing because it's on the outside. It's quite an unassuming little cafe and then you go inside and downstairs. It's huge, isn't it? It it's
1: is. There's uh, the restaurant, there's the Bar American and then there's the cabaret.
0: You say the, Lincoln, the Crazy Cox. The Crazy Cox, that's right. And you've played in two of the three?
1: There's no music, I mean, there's no live music in the Bar Américain, mm-hmm. but we've played a few times in the Cabaret,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which has been great fun every time. And we play around one week, Monday to Saturday, every month in a restaurant it's a big restaurant yes uh, sits about 250 people i suppose okay so we play probably in front of 700 people every night my goodness
0: go. that's a huge audience and they're all eating and yes it's it's not and...
1: it's not a concert um but it's a different skill to play um It's not really background either, because it needs to have a bit of substance, otherwise Mm -hmm. there's no point us being there at all. So you need to play music with substance, but not too loudly, and to engage with the people at the front, because it can be a little bit loud for them, Mm -hmm. so they need to enjoy the music, otherwise it's not quite fair. Mm -hmm. Um, And the people at the back need to feel the vibe, and... um, There's a big difference when there's no music or when there isn't music.
0: And And we're sitting, you've got your accordion out (laughs) on the floor here. So for the listeners, can you explain the kind of music that you you play?
1: Uh, Well, in general, um, I do a lot of solo events where I just um, stroll around playing uh, acoustically Mm -hmm. accordion. And uh, if somebody asks for a request and I know it, then I will sing a little song. Mm-hmm. And so only the people close to me will be able to, I mean, geographically, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, laughs> will be able to hear it yeah. because I'm playing acoustically. Yeah. The the Son of the Accordion kind of is a bit, project's a bit further. And so I do that for all sorts of events, parties. And sometimes there's two of us, myself and a clarinetist who also plays tenor saxophone. Starts playing tenor saxophone when the clarinet is not loud enough. Usually, when there's quite a few, when the place is getting a bit busier. Right, we play acoustically, and we can also be amplified. Or I play with the band Olala, oh which is the band. Um, that plays at um, that's at Zedel, yeah. and we also tour the country in village halls and do lots of high-end events and all sorts of.
0: And for as I've been sitting here, so I was miking you up. You just you had a very exciting gig that you looks like that you you've got
1: in, uh, oh. in the Midlands. Oh well, it's not. Uh, it's not. It's, it's not
0: definite, so we can't say yet. Oh well, but it's, <laughs> it's not. But what we'll do for the listeners is we'll we'll put your references to your to your website and to your music because your music.
1: Can be found on Spotify? No, no, no not Spotify, um, because they don't pay the people that make the music at all. So I'm quite happy to give the music myself, but then I don't want Spotify to give it. <laughs>
2: okay, <fair enough. laughs> but
1: I would rather actually sell it, because unless we get paid for what we do, then we can't afford to carry on doing what we do. Of course, yes. So um, even Especially. though we live mostly on, on live performances, uh, selling CDs does help.
0: So what we'll do is at the at the end of our uh, chat, we'll maybe choose a couple of tunes that I can upload onto the onto the podcast for people to listen to, or just sound bites from it. That'll be I'll
1: fantastic. Be, oh, are yes, oh, the whole songs. I'm quite happy. that would be brilliant. Okay. So I've
0: actually been very lucky to to hear you play. But the first time, I was trying to remember the first time that I met you, and I think it was when you were. Uh, in Lower Marsh, and it was on Bastille Day. It was. two years ago. Now. It was, it was. And so, and, um, and then after that event, we've seen each other a couple of times. I
1: came when your shop
0: closed. You were there for the final day. I was there and I played a little you bit. You did. And it was, you know what, that has stuck with me so much because it was the final day. The bookshop had no books on the bookshelves, but I just launched my own book, Driving Tito. And then you'd just been to a gig, I think.
1: I did, yes. And you
0: brought your accordion along, and then you played Je Ne rien. Mm-hmm. and i and we all sang our hearts out. Probably murdered the song in the process, <laughs> but it was just a wonderful moment. I'll certainly never forget forget that. Let's get on to the to the reason why we're here, which is to talk about the London Pool, and what actually brought brought you to London initially. Obviously, you were born here, but. Did you then leave and you were brought up
1: in France? Or? I was brought up in France. My mother is French. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, I was raised in France and then. In uh, Paris, was it? Or? Yes, yes, in Paris, mm-hmm. uh, in central Paris. So I lived until I was about six years old. I lived uh, at the Rond-Point des Champs-Elysées, which is just at, on the Champs-Elysées, but not at the top. Uh, not at okay. halfway, halfway. the Not near the. Uh, Arc ah, de uh, Triomphe. Triomphe, no, no, further down. Oh, okay. Very and we're,
0: central, though.
1: Very central, and, and it was... Now it's all um, very touristy and offices, mm-hmm. but at the time, uh, there was lots of shops. You know, people lived there, yes. and, and it was... I remember being a little girl and thinking, this is exceptional, if, you know, even though I was... I didn't know anything else because I was really little, I could tell it was really special. Yes.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh, sometimes when I see films like Charade... Mm-hmm. I can see the market the stamp market well I used to live just around the corner from there so oh, it's really? even though that was later than the film it's still brings still, the uh,
0: memories back yes
1: yes <laughs> and it was such a fantastic area very well posh you'd say but it was still nice you know yes. and, and and there was all sorts of different people living there mm-hmm. which is not the case now
2: no. Je me promenais sur l'avenue, le coeur ouvert à l'inconnu J'avais envie de dire bonjour à n'importe qui N'importe qui, est ce fut toi Je lui dis dit n'importe quoi Suffisait de te parler pour t'apprivoiser Champs-Élysées oh, Au Champs-Élysées oh, And
0: you went to school in Paris?
1: Then? Yes, um, my parents put me in a school where I could ice skate um, because I used to ice skate in the morning so this school was a school run by the government so it Mm -hmm. was uh, you didn't have to pay to go there and kids that were successful in uh, ice skating or music or uh, dance or skateboard or circus uh, could just study in the afternoon Yes. and uh, also there would be some film directors would come to that school and choose some of us to act in some films as well because we were all reasonably well behaved, um because we knew how to look after ourselves, mm-hmm. because we had to do other things but to go to school. And we could, you know, work for many hours in a row without complaining and yeah. stuff, so we were perfect for the film directors. Oh,
0: interesting. So this is where your Probably at the start of your uh, career began for an early age, even though you're not doing, or do you ice skate still now? I still
2: ice skate at do Alexander you? Palace, oh, I've got my you? skates, yes, yes. Fantastic.
0: I mean, I, so you know how to pirouette and...
1: Uh, well, you know. yes I do, but <laughs> these days when I pirouette I get really dizzy. <laughs> <Do you? laughs> Before I could do all the spins, I do some spins in the air still, but um, not as many, I do simples. I don't do doubles or whatever. No yeah. triples, but and on on the the ice I can spin as well quite easily, but I just get so dizzy. So coming at the the spin is is always a bit like oh,
0: <laughs> where am I? <laughs> and Alexandra Palace, they they're happy that you do. They don't tell you off for day No, you know,
1: well that's what no. it's there for. I mean, that's in the mornings, uh, I go yeah. In the mornings, there's quite a few people ice okay. skating. Yeah, right.
0: And actually so you've kept the skill up. Then.
1: Yes, it, it's a good exercise as well. It is. Uh,
0: Good for the lungs as well, apparently. So well, there was an ice skater who oh, had really? asthma, and, and he took up ice skating. I think he was an American skater, and took up ice skating. Really? And that helped him enormously. Yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. So, so coming, to, coming back to London then, uh, was that many years later? Did you go to college? Yes,
1: in, you know, uh, I didn't go to college because I was in that special school for skaters. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I stopped ice skating, then... I went to just a school around where I lived, and I found that so, so boring. <laughs> um, so you
0: couldn't wait to leave, huh?
1: And I thought, I'm not going to study, you know, for years and years to end up to a job which I'm probably not going to do. And I always wanted to sing as a child, but I was mm-hmm. figure skating, so I couldn't do everything. So, and I couldn't see how I I could start singing from having no qualification and... Um, if I had qualification, it still wouldn't have been in 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 what I wanted to do. There was some music school, but because I hadn't studied music, I mm. couldn't go in into a music school. Mm. Uh, and there was some jazz school because I was interested in the jazz side of music. But at the time in Paris, there were two jazz school, um, and both of them it was a little bit like. They were very, very rigid about what jazz should be like. You should sing a song in their key. it's all gen- It was originally written in. Okay. But most sax players sing those songs in the key that's easier, easier for the sax to be played on. So right. they've been changed. And even in some... In some shows, the same song is played in different keys depending on where about in the play it is. You know, sometimes you can hear a little bit at the beginning of the play Mm -hmm. and then a bit more and then the whole thing a bit in a different key at another time. So I understand what they mean, but I thought it was a bit rigid and and a lot of singers ended up singing exactly like each other and you could tell where somebody's been. Really? So I didn't want that and I think... I thought the one thing I want is to keep my individuality, even if it's not ideal. At least that's something I can do, and no one else can do. And I wanted to be recognisable, so you can pass on a message from yourself rather than just an aesthetic kind yes. of yes, yes. That's really interesting.
0: So, what? How did you get into singing? Then did you
2: come?
1: Oh, it's a story. It? <laughs> so, uh, when I stopped school, I was about fifteen or so. So I didn't do very much for a year and a couple of years, and then I started working in a shop to make money to go to Australia.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I went there for uh, a while, for a year and a half, a bit more than that, and I was working in a pub, and a guy, an old bloke, a regular, said, you know, Stephanie, when you go back to France, why don't you try and work on the boats on the river? Mm -hmm. So eventually I went back to France, and I went on the river to ask if I could get a job in those boat companies, I was supposed to speak five languages, which obviously I didn't speak, four languages, sorry, which I didn't speak. Um, Mm -hmm. But I told the lady, yes, no problem, because (laughs) I I knew she couldn't speak them either. So So, um, I could speak French and English. Yes. And then a bit of Spanish. And then I learned the German uh, commentary. Yes. So I, I, I learned that by heart. So I started working on those boats. They didn't want me to start with, but then they changed their mind because I I did a good job basically, and I had a trial, you know, trial run, and yes. it went really well. And then uh, one day somebody came to the flat where I was living. I know it's a long story, but uh, <laughs> like, okay. and and she was in she was insuring my flat, and yeah. she said, "Oh, what do you do?" I say, "I work on the boats." And he said, "Oh, I've got another customer who's opening a company of boats. Can I give him your number?" I say, "Of course." Mm. And so the guy called me a week later. He said, oh, I had your number by this lady. What, what do you do exactly? I said, oh, I, I sing. It just came out my mouth accidentally. <laughs> and uh, he said, what do you sing? I say, all sorts. I sing uh, jazz and I sing a bit of French songs. He said, can you come next week to see me? I said, of course, of course. Can you bring some music, recorded music of yourself? Not a problem. So we made a date. <laughs> uh, what did I was supposed to come and meet him the following week. And then I put the phone down and then I found, I looked for a, called all my friends, do you know a piano player, do you know a piano player? And a friend of mine knew someone and I went to see him and for basically two days we managed to record three songs with piano and myself. (laughs) That's
0: incredible.
1: I got the job and that's how it started.
0: So so completely no no professional training
1: in in singing? No, none, none. Mm. Um, I'm not saying that it was great to start with, Mm. but I was very um, keen Mm. And because I was doing ice skating and ice skating on music, I had good timing and I had a good ear. Yeah. So basically, I, couldn't, I didn't have a very strong voice, or mm. the voice was not great. But the understanding of the music, I believe, was, and the musicality was there, I, sure. I hope. Okay. Uh, and so that's why it, it came through to start with.
0: Okay.
2: Qu'est-ce qu'elle a dans ma petite chanson Qu'est-ce qu'elle a, mais qu'est-ce qu'elle n'a plus Ma petite chanson qui ne te plaît plus. Elle avait toutes les qualités, elle ne ressemblait à aucune autre chanson. Elle mettait au fond de ton cœur autant de couleurs fleurs au balcon, elle parlait d'amour et de joie, et lorsque parfois elle changeait de ton,
0: So your singing career then took off as such.
1: Well, uh, we had three tunes recorded, and then the company was opening three months later. So in three months, I had time to get a whole repertoire sorted. Okay. So it's one thing at the time. Yes. And then I decided I wanted a bigger band, so I got bass player and then I got drummer as well, and we started. And then little by little, it it And then the accordion playing came much
0: later.
1: Yes. Or It did. People were asking me because I came to London and then everybody says, oh, can you play French music? Can you play with an accordionist? And I thought, oh. I was not really interested in playing the French stuff. But then I thought, why not? Because, you know, I probably would get a bit more work and I couldn't find an accordionist I wanted to work with or it was more expensive Mm -hmm. to have an an, an accordionist as well. So I thought... um, Well, maybe I could learn, but it was a bit scary. Yes. Uh, So one day I went to an accordion festival with some friends and I was on a train and I sat next to an elderly lady. She was 75, I think, maybe maybe more. Mm -hmm. And um, she was telling me that she started learning Mandarin when she was 60, I think. Right. And she said, I'm very good now. So I thought, if that lady can learn Mandarin, how to speak Mandarin at 60, and 15 years later, she's very good, why don't I start learning? So I went to that accordion festival, which was very inspiring, the Chartres Accordion Festival. And uh, when I got back to London, I called uh, an accordionist friend who I used to work with sometime, Romano Vyadzani, and uh, he helped me get an accordion. And uh, I started learning...
0: Crikey, that's amazing. So you have a lot to thank that lady that you sat next to on the yes, train. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I take it she was just a random
1: person, well, so yeah, you never saw
0: her again. No, so,
1: no, but I can't get out of the house with somebody talking to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> so you came to came to London and you yes. started your singing and everything. Yep. What? Um, so what challenges did you face when you first came to London? Did you find it tough? or?
1: Oh, it was tough uh, financially it was tough because mm. uh, places don't pay very well yes and um yes it was tough but i don't mind tough no no you
0: You look like somebody who would take on a challenge and just uh
1: well you, you give it its best shot yeah and also if you're gonna do something you like you have to have some downsides you know you, you do, you do you appreciate let, the good um, no uh what i mean is if it was easy to do, then everybody would be doing it. Of course, yes. Uh, Good point. Yeah. And you know, I feel privileged to be doing what I'm doing and to make a living of what I'm enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. But it's not easy. But that's part of that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And also, it's the fact that it's not easy that probably makes you play better. I don't know. Um, you know, a bit of challenge is not a bad thing. And yeah. competition—you you always have to be on top of your. Of your game yes. you always have new ideas and in order to keep on having the work and yes,
0: yes. Um, so you ended up living in Bounds Green because it was just a natural
1: when I first arrived in London I was in Golders Green mm-hmm. and then I moved around but I've always been in North London right so
0: you're a North London girl <laughs> I am
1: I just arrived accidentally there and then little by little you know you, you kind of move to where you find a place that is yes. reasonably yes and situated and, and you know it's just life takes you I don't think I couldn't live in South London though
0: But I was just going to say it is, its is you're either a, a North London person or a South London person I think I might be the exception to that rule because I've lived both North and South of the river but that's just me <laughs> but you're right generally speaking I would say most people that I know have either always really? stayed North or or stayed South yes so Yes. never the twain shall meet so you 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 came to London and at and at, at any point did you think right the London scene I've had enough of going back to France and I'm When
1: I well, we can go back to France anytime I like. Right. I'm from Paris, so I used to go back to Paris, and it was nice to see my friends and that and the city. But otherwise, yeah, I'm happy in London. London yeah. You feel London's your home. Now, don't you? It does. As soon as I, you know, even I, I get. Uh, out you know the, the tube station i feel like even the level of uh, humidity in the air is just perfect for me <laughs> you know, i
2: feel like like i don't think
1: i've had anybody say that before no but, you know just just, just uh, the whole i yeah. feel get out of you i feel wow you know just the right uh, temperature even when it's cold it just i feel like you know like a fish in 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 Water. <laughs> well, I, well, I mean, it's, uh, it suits my body as well. Maybe I'm yes. used to it. Yes. But, uh, and I, I,
0: familiarity maybe
1: also. I don't know. I don't know. But it's physical. You know, as soon as I get out of a, a, a tube station when I've been somewhere, hmm. even if I've been somewhere really nice, oh, I, I go, woof it's, it's just like <laughs> back in Bound's <Man's> <laughs> I'm back in manscreen <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love that. Okay, we're going to do a quick round of questions now. Probably. Yes, yes. So, favourite form of London transport, the bus, tube, or something else? I
1: can't stand public transport, and, <laughs> I, and I don't drive, and I'm dreadful on the bicycle. <laughs> so
0: how do you get about,
1: then? Uh, I take the tube, but I don't like it. You don't like it? No. no. Oh, I walk a lot as well, and when they tell us take a bike, you know how can you take a bike when it's raining and, and with stuff to carry and
0: yes well certainly when you've got an accordion yeah, to carry it's, it's
1: just ridiculous and, and it's dangerous I, you can't you know you need to concentrate all the time and, and I'm not I don't want to concentrate while I'm travelling so yes yeah that's the one thing distances are really long in London and it's yes. a bit of a pain I'm so grateful every time I get a lift from anyone <laughs> really
0: so you're you're above ground rather than below ground on the tube oh, yeah. yeah yes um Okay, favourite place on a summer's day, a London park or the Thames? I would say the pub.
1: You'd say the pub?
0: (laughs) Oh, with a pub garden? Oh, with a pub garden, of course. Is
1: there... Do you have a favourite? No, no, I mean, because sometimes it's just accidental. Um, Mm -hmm. Mind you, the the Thames is lovely, uh, Mm -hmm. but parks, I mean, all London is good, and it's sometimes... It's just that on a certain day you happen to be somewhere and it's just yeah. perfect as it is. Yes. And yeah. it can be, you know, anywhere. So you're very spontaneous. Oh, I like the yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I like this, you get a good surprise. If you plan too much, then you've got. Uh, yeah. It's not, you know, it's less of a surprise, and yes. yeah, you don't enjoy it that much. I would.
0: Good, good
1: answer. I like that. Do
0: you have a favorite London expression or English phrase that maybe? Diabolical. Diabolical. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's your favourite
1: word. I think it sounds really good as well.
0: I love that. Okay, I will go with diabolical then. Street food or pub grub?
1: Street food from where?
0: The mar- street markets, in London.
1: It's a, it's a, Sometimes it can be a bit rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> well, it can be. Yes,
0: <laughs> it Depends where you are. Pub grub? Are you a pub grub person? Do you uh, it? I.
1: I, 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 I like to eat, Um, depends what pub, it depends, yeah. you know, yeah.
0: So you don't really have a preference. Are you? I've are you like got a
1: preference food? for lovely food, but okay. it can be from a pub or wherever. Yes. But okay. it's not because it's a pub that it's going to be nicer than... Uh, of course.
0: Um, okay, second round of questions, here we go. So home was originally in, in Paris. Yes. And you've been in London for, for quite a while. Do you do you ever have a desire to go back there to live?
1: Not at all. No, interesting. I've never since I since I arrived, I never, never mm. wanted to go back to live. No. I can't think of anything worse, really.
0: <laughs> well, Paris is a very particular or, place, isn't it? I mean I love Paris, but I'm seeing it with, with different eyes. No, it's a beautiful take, place. So, I'm not yes.
1: putting no, no, it's great, but um I find Lon- in London everything can be possible, and you can find people to work with. Or if you've got a project, yes. Or you can say, "Oh, I want to do this." Oh, that's a good idea. Know this guy or this this in France. It's you know this is not possible. I, I, that's how I felt. I felt really blocked, and really? Uh, and also people, as I can remember, in France because I, I while I was living in England, I still went back to France to play sometimes. Yes. And sometimes i played with French musicians, Mm -hmm. so there would be half the band, French half the band from here. And uh, some of the guys would say, oh, the public don't understand us. I mean, Mm -hmm. I would never hear somebody in England say anything like that. Yes, yes. Because if you want somebody to understand you, maybe you need to put your point across a bit better. (laughs) Good point, yes. (laughs) And uh, who are you to, to... Demand on somebody to understand you, you know, like and that's typical French. You know, people want to be understood, but without doing anything. And also, you know, I play music, and it's for the people to take it and to take whatever to find something they like in it, or yes. they can just enjoy it for what it is, or they can find something a bit deeper, or not. It's
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's not for me to 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 control what I'm doing. It's for people on the receiving the music to see what they like or not like, or yeah. understand or not. And they might find something I didn't put in it, which is often the case uh, for painters, for writers. The people that are receiving whatever's been given to them usually see other things.
0: Yes, it's their individual interpretation of music and the words. And
1: and also, we're not all in control of what comes across from ourselves. So, uh, you know, I might have an idea of myself that I'm in a certain way, but that's not the truth, really.
2: You know.
0: There. I like that. what's your so as you're not going back and have no real desire to go back there time, what would you say is your fondest memory of of your time in Paris?
1: I used to ice skate uh, as a child as I said before mm. and when I, I, I first skated in uh, at the patinoire des Champs-Élysées which now is a theatre, and that was a magical uh, place. It was a circular uh, little ice skating rink, which was fantastic. And when that closed, then I went to an even more beautiful skating rink, which is called La Patinoire Molitor. And there's a a book that's been written called The Life of Pi. Oh, yes. And his name is Patinoire Molitor. Piscine yes. Molitor because in the summer it was a swing pool yes. and in the winter they, they turn into an ice skating mm-hmm. rink and it was open air mm-hmm. so you could see the stars and I used to start ice skating super early, like 7.30 a.m., mm-hmm. um, and the day would come and it was just absolutely mm-hmm. magical in the middle of Paris, well around Monitore, yeah. so just on the outskirt. But, and I, even as a child, I used to think the first, I remember the first time I walked in there with my mum. I couldn't believe it because it was like 1920s, 1930s, all, cabin all around oh, wow. and it was all open sky. And it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I heard now it's a hotel and there's still a swimming pool, but they built very high walls, so it's not quite the same, yes. and the light is not the same, so I've been told, but this was one of the most beautiful places, yeah. and to be there every morning skating was mm. fantastic, so I understand mm. why the guy got called uh, yeah. piscine Molitor.
0: Yes. <laughs> what a lovely fondest memory. Oh, fantastic. It was. Uh, it's a shame it's not there, because that would have been lovely to go and, and visit. So. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I had to stop skating there as, as well when that closed down yes. and i think it was too expensive to run uh, but what a place mm.
0: so for for me going to paris i have been there quite a few times now but i'm always intrigued to to ask people especially from from the from your home on your home turf um where would you suggest that i would visit i could visit or should visit that's slightly off the beaten track
1: Depends what you like. I used to bring some school buses uh, to Paris. Mm-hmm. So I'm a bit of a tour guide and also I used to work on the boats on the river. Yes. So I would suggest uh, mm-hmm. go on a boat on the river. and
0: From, from whereabouts on the, on the uh, river? I
1: means. would suggest at the bottom of the Eiffel Tower yeah. there's a company, it was called Les Bateaux Parisiens, I'm not sure what it's called now, it's mm-hmm. on the right. And I think the boats are not the best boats, but I think the journey, the, the trip, that it does is just good it's nice because the way it, it's kind of because of the way the monuments are
0: yes you get a good perspective of.
1: yes uh, and it's clearer And I would suggest to do that when you first arrive in Paris so you can have an idea of where most of the things are mm. and then you can go the next day or later that day to see the things you saw right and see them properly
0: yes yes good suggestion okay so we're now on to our second round of quick, quick questions cinema or theatre goer
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I enjoy theatre, but I've hardly ever been. I only go when um, I've got free tickets to see a show a friend of mine is in.
0: Mm-hmm. Otherwise,
1: I don't really go. You're uh, working
0: too much yourself, and mm-hmm. no,
1: it's just something I wouldn't think of doing. Interesting. Uh, okay. to my sh- I'm, I'm not proud of it, but it's just not something I would mm-hmm. ever think of going. I'm really not crazy with musicals, I don't really like the style in general, but that's just personal. Yes. Um, I, maybe oh. I, if I went to see one, I, I, I would like it. I, I saw a couple and I was not very impressed, but cinema, I don't go very often because it's so expensive.
0: It is, but particularly in town it's very expensive. A- yeah.
1: And popcorn and everything, <sighs> and it's like, oh dear, yeah. and so you're going to be there and really thirsty while everybody's having their popcorn <laughs> and all big big you feel like cheated, you know. <laughs> so you spend twenty quid and you still feel cheated. So I'd rather stay home, which is a shame and watch mm. mm. television. It's not very. I know it's <laughs> to too much shame. And <laughs>
0: well, it's you know everyone is different. So this is this. No, but is it's just of, too expensive. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I mean, you do, now in London they have um, some free cinemas in the in, in the summer oh. outside cinema. So okay. The, gosh, what's it called? Um, near near Tower Bridge. Oh, I have what what's called now. Um, but where the where the Mayor of London is, there's like an. Oh, okay. Where is like there? A, oh,
2: fantastic!
1: It's
0: outside, so you can. But they're, sometimes they're old films. Sometimes they're more recent ones. Okay. And you can get kind of cheap evenings, like Tuesday evenings was used to be a, a cheap okay. evening. Different cinemas normally have a like a half price evening. Not that I have time to go and visit them myself, but um, I I have on there used to be a great cinema which was next to Notting Hill Gate called the Coronet, and it okay. was in, and it was very cheap to go to the cinema there. Sadly, that's now closed. But, um,
1: but I love film. But, um, by the way, I love the films themselves. Yes, yeah. But it's just it's just the expense of going. Yeah. And you feel ripped off. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I feel ripped off. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I don't like the whole vibe of those cinemas. They look like big factories and. and uh, they're all the same
0: <laughs> yeah no no no. there's a there are a few that still have individual character but you're right a lot of them are, are very you could be anywhere basically. you could be anywhere yeah okay. it
1: lacks charm yeah. i find
0: okay second question dinner or nightlife to dawn i don't understand <laughs> and, um, do you prefer to go out for dinner or do you prefer to go out for for the nightlife until dawn
1: Called the both,
0: Peter? Yeah, of course. Point? Yeah, you can. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so some like both, some like only one.
1: Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I love food. Yes. <laughs> and I, I love to go out, but mm. again, it's always nicer when it's a little bit accidental.
0: Yes, yeah. But do you have a, a kind of go to place for, for going out for dinner or somewhere that you'd, you've been that has really. Why would you?
1: Oh, um, there's quite a few. Uh, I can't think of any right now, but uh, um, locally
0: to here, do you? Are there places that not you're saying? Really. Wood, you're saying in, in Wood Green there are some places. Oh, there's yeah. some
1: nice Turkish places, but it's not, you know, it's not incredible. It's just nice. Yes. You know, you meeting a friend, you you go and have a nice meal, but it's not like spectacular. It's just really nice.
0: Yes, yes, that's an easygoing kind of. Uh, comfortable, relaxing. Yes, you know, yes, yes. Than expensive
1: and Some restaurants are not very expensive and still have nice food. They do, um, but it's a little bit more sophisticated than the ones in Wood Green. Mm-hmm. Okay, and where would you go for nightlife until dawn? Just if if it happens, it's because I'm with some friends. Uh, I bump into them. We go to the pub, and then it it leads to another pub, and that yeah. kind of.
0: Yes. Okay. <laughs> it, it, that
1: will also be accidental.
0: would you and maybe sometimes you have your accordion with you
1: oh no no well sometimes I do but then I'm much more careful yeah
0: um favorite place to go walking I was going to say or cycling but I know you're not a cyclist I'm not a cyclist so where would you go walking in or around London
1: oh I walk a lot uh, because also it gets my thoughts but I usually walk somewhere rather than walk around because Mm -hmm. I always have things to do like all of us yes so if I have a bit of time rather than take the bus I'm just going to walk there so I can walk to Muswell Hill or I'll walk to Alexandra Palace and then walk to Muswell Hill then back mm-hmm.
0: um, and all around Alexandra Palace the park there is really lovely it's really nice space, yes, it? yes 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 I did that just before Christmas actually for the first time in ages and it was really beautiful.
1: really nice yeah yeah okay
0: third round of questions here we go so if if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be?
1: Where I am now, or there was a bee be in that other place? That place.
0: Yeah. Good answer there. So London is, is where you you like to be. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a wanderlust at all? Like what to, is that? To um to travel to go places to see the world, or are you very much at home, like an armchair traveler, reading about places through books you read?
1: I'd yeah. like to go places, but I would like to go there for work. Like to have a gig somewhere. Right. And maybe stay a couple of days longer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you do that
0: quite a lot around in the UK. I do actually?
1: that in the UK, but yeah. I'd like, you know, I wouldn't mind the odd little cruise, you know, cruise boat gig for 10 days occasionally mm-hmm. in the winter. I'd like that. I'm trying actually to get to, to do a few like 10 days here, 10 days there. And uh, yeah, I I I went to New York last September for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe how fantastic that was. <laughs> I was That's completely amazing. overwhelmed. You're blown away. Yes. <laughs> but I had some friends staying there, so um I think it's nice. I would yes, I, I think I would rather go somewhere where I know some people there already.
0: Yes. Uh, Did you go ice skating in Central Park?
1: No, it was it it was beautiful. I went swimming in oh. what's the name of that park? With it, that
2: funfair.
0: Oh yeah. Um Oh crikey! I've completely forgotten. It begins with an S, I think. Not Luna Park. Yes, it's Luna Park. It doesn't begin with S at all. No, no,
2: no,
1: no. <laughs> I haven't been to Luna Park. Was that? Oh, that was so good. Was it? I went on that big wheel and I was so scared, even though it doesn't <laughs> even move very fast. <laughs> I felt a bit embarrassed.
0: <laughs> oh wow! Um, and the places that you 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 go on tour in the UK, do you generally go? you know, through through England, up into Scotland, Wales, Ireland, obviously. It's
1: never that far. It's usually England, so it's like four days in the Midlands or four days in Yorkshire. Or, and that's really nice. It's oh. really nice, yes. And it's, it's
0: another way to see the area, isn't it? And you're working too,
1: so... Yes, yes. No, it's great. It's really nice to be out of London as much as I enjoy London. Yes. Um, it's nice to, to go out you and for a bit to and, so and, you know, and, and, with my, my work, you know, most weeks I, I go no to Brighton or I go somewhere else, so I get to see a bit of the country and I'm
2: be pleased, pleased to leave and pleased to come back. Yes, a bit Because you start something with them, their eyes. You better watch out if you're wise. Because they... This- You in a world of trouble. What
0: place that you've visited has had the biggest impact on you, and why? And, and you mentioned the impact of, of actually the skating rinks in in Paris, which has impacted on me, even though I haven't <laughs> been <there> myself. <laughs> <laughs> but has there been anywhere specifically? Well, obviously you went. You went to New York, that's had it?
1: I went to see. I went to Australia as well uh, when I was seventeen, mm. um, and that has a big impact because I was not sure what to do when i was in paris and i was a bit stuck in a rut so i had seen um, skippy the bush kangaroo on the television yes and so i thought that it looked like a really nice place so i got a friend of mine and we Good both old, <laughs> <TV>. <laughs> <laughs> so we went we went to australia but um, she only stayed 10 days and so i, I stayed a lot longer mm. and um yeah and, and so that being away allowed me to do something constructive when i got back if i had stayed in paris i couldn't know where to start in order to organise a life for me that would suit me yes
0: yes so, so it was your real it was your inspiration almost to go that far away to australia to give yourself the space and the thinking time
1: exactly just... the thinking time and also um i had to you know i was only 17 when i went there but i had to organise myself find some money, work, and, and all that. So then you see things, you, you realize that you're far more able than what you thought you were. Yes. And then the good thing about Australia, when I was there, I noticed people take you for who for what they see.
0: Yeah, face value.
1: Face yeah. value. Mm-hmm. And so you can see that, you know, you, you can see a different part of yourself and, and you think, well, I can do this, you know. Right. And, and then you when I came back, I was really confident and, and every job I applied for, I uh, uh, was offered to me mm, mm-hmm. even though I was a lot younger than the people they wanted to employ yes. I was unqualified compared to the other people who were <laughs> but this, I still got you know you kind of get this confidence and the enthusiasm yeah. and I had a lovely time in Australia as well and yes and also to enjoy this lots of things to enjoy on, in life and on the so we may as well
0: yes no no definitely <laughs> and I think I mean going as far as Australia you're, you're right they have a very positive outlook generally on, on life and everything is possible. Yes, you know, it's, yes. It's not a case of, when are you going to do it? You do it now, or you can do it. So it's it's never a case that it's not possible. Exactly. Everything is possible. Well, believe it or not, we're now on to our last question. Oh. <laughs> so what would be a piece of advice you would give someone moving to London for the first time?
1: Well, it would depend if they come here because they have a job offered to them, so they're coming here. I wouldn't say not by choice, but...
0: Maybe they're coming here to what well, either either they're coming here they don't know anybody or and they're looking for work or even if they've got work okay
1: um,
0: what would you what would you say? It
1: depends what that person's that person is into mm. um, and it depends also you know what kind of age group what kind of
0: Yes I mean you came here when you were
1: in I was your, 20s.
0: If you were 20 again what would what advice would you give to your 20, 20 year old self? Going
1: to London. Well, at the time also, we were not fussy, and when we were twenty, you know, we didn't mind not living in a very nice place, mm. not having much heating at all, not eating nice food. So it's a completely different. We didn't feel cheated because it was our decision to do what we were doing. Yeah. So because I wanted to sing, I was not earning much at all. So it it was not easy, but we didn't mind. We found you know, we couldn't go to the pub, we didn't have any money to do anything, but we found other ways of entertaining ourselves, and it it was, I can't think of those times as bad times at all. Um, I think in London, it's such a big place, there's, I believe, enough people to get on with, and with social media, this time there's lots of groups, I suppose, so that that must help as well. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure.
0: When you, when you came to London did you already know people in London I, so you came
1: with people Oh I, I, it was a long story I was trying to get away from a boyfriend oh, okay. and so he was I was living in Amsterdam so he was always coming and troubling me in Amsterdam so I thought I'll come to London to sort him out mm-hmm. as uh, so he's organized here and he can leave me alone but then when I got here, I liked London more than Amsterdam because it was much bigger and there was a bigger skies. because Amsterdam can be a bit claustrophobic after a while. And the music scene is a lot smaller. It's very good Mm. in Amsterdam, but it's a lot smaller. So I decided to stay in London. And so that's why I I came to London. Mm. So it was accidental again. And um, because I used to go to all sorts of jam sessions at the time, Uh, I met lots of people, and people I'm still in contact now because the people Mm. that were going to the jam session then are experienced musicians now.
0: You've got a similar, uh, common interest as well, haven't you? Yeah. Keep yourselves in touch. Well, that's fantastic. Thank you for that answer. So, is there anything else that you would like to to add in terms of about about what you're doing next or links to, we'll we'll obviously put the links in the show notes of the podcast. Thank Um, you. You're you're on Facebook and you're on Instagram. Yes. And anything else that we need to add to that?
1: Well, if anyone fancies uh, one of our CDs, um, it'd be fantastic. The more CDs we sell, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: the sooner we can make the next one. Yes. And also it adds a little bit to uh, put a little Butter in the spinach, as we say in French. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: can buy the CDs online. Online, I'll yeah. give
1: you the link if perfect. you like. Okay. And uh, I hope to see uh, you guys sometime at Brasserie Zedel We'll call Olala. Oh La.
0: Yes. That's so perfect. just
1: ask when, but just ask when you make a reservation because you need a reservation. The place is always, always really, really busy. Right. And we start at nine o'clock. Perfect. Nine thirty. So, sorry.
0: Nine thirty. Okay. So if any of the listeners end up going to Zedel's and are going to see Stephanie performing there. Do tell her or catch her eye and say that you found out about it Yes, please, 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 please well. So that would, that would be great, kind of
2: make a connection and uh, you can say, you can let people know that you're coming to listen to Fifi. That's my singing name. As
1: well. Fifi, Fifi La Mer. <laughs> no, Fifi La Mer, that's me. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, Stephanie, Fifi Laverne,
0: thanks so much for uh, Thank you, coming on the show, um, sharing your story and thoughts of London, the world and life with us today. As I said to, to the listeners, we'll, we'll put all the links in the show notes for you. And if you've enjoyed this podcast please share this with your friends. I'm sure if you've liked it hopefully they will too. Please do subscribe to the podcast because that's very for us. Please do give us a rating and a review and Stephanie will be looking out for those and uh, commenting if there's anything to comment on. I hope it's been inspiring for you it certainly has been for me and I've Certainly got a few takeaways from the show. Of course, we'll, as we said, put the links in the in the show notes. Um, we'll be back next week with more traveling through tales from London's melting pot of cultures. The London pull. What makes you stay and
2: what makes you leave. But for now. Take care. And thanks for listening. J'ai la mémoire qui flanche, je me souviens plus très bien. Voilà qu'après toutes ces nuits blanches, il ne me reste plus rien. Rien qu'un petit air qu'il siffletait. Chaque jour, on se rassemble. Do 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 land lay Do lean do lean dumb Be lam ba 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 lay Da la da ba ba